What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Greyhound Time, episode 8. It's Ingrid and Cece. And today we are going to be having our fall sports wrap up. This season we had a bunch of sports playing, working really hard, and even with their late delay, they still got out and we had some extremely good results. Yeah, yeah, so um, talking about good results, let's talk about cross country. So the boys team and girls team both did really well this year. I was honestly a little concerned going into the season because they did lose some key runners like George, Emilio, Liam Mitchell, and Sal. And they did get fourth at state last year. So they did have a lot to like lead up to. But honestly, the boys team did pretty well. Millen, Millen performed amazing. Um, first at the Clayton Invitational, gotta be nice to get first at your home course. Anand, he got fourth, gotta also be nice to do that. Um, and then just going into the state, sadly the boys team did not qualify because they did get moved up, uh, a comp, well, got moved up a class. But um, Anand did really well. He got 49th place, and then he, Millen followed him with 52nd place. And Shane Lejess was the other boys' runner. He didn't do as well, but he still did pretty well, getting uh, 95th place. Yeah, I think it was really interesting to see Anand and Millen just really work hand-in-hand. Hand. Um, they're both really great runners, and they're always just a few places behind each other. So at the Invitational when Anand kind of fell three places behind Millen, he stepped it up for State and actually beat him by three places. So it's really interesting to see their dynamic, and the team is definitely going to suffer next year without the two of them. Yeah, I agree with Ingrid. Those two are really close. Uh, very goofy guys. They, for senior night, I actually went to senior night, uh, and... They were they got gifts and Millen <laughs> their gifts were two t shirts. Millen's was like one slice of pizza and then Anand's was a whole pizza without the slice. So it's like they were twinning. <laughs> yeah, cross country always gets some really funny gifts. I'm pretty sure they gave my brother like a Bible or something. Like <laughs> just funny things. It's a really fun dynamic and the team is just really close even though they're super big so that kind of brings us to the girls team um this year the team did really well and of course we had our two star sophomores Sophia Pellegrin and Izzy Erdman and at the Clayton Invitational Sophia placed fifth and Izzy placed sixth just right behind each other um, at the Parkway West Invitational, Sophia actually placed first, which was extremely well, and she just has been working hard all season, which led up to State, where Sophia came in at 19th place, which is a huge deal to be placed that well. And I gotta add in, she got a she PR'd at um, State, and she got a sub 20 mile sub 25k which is ridiculously hard to do, so yeah. props to her. She, while she is small in size, she is a super strong runner, 
and um, it definitely showed this year, placing 19th as only a sophomore. That's such a big meet, so we're really excited to see what she does with these next two years. Um, another honorable mention would be Izzy Erdman, placing 83rd at state, which is still um, a big honor to be that fast and um, get a place. So we're excited to see Izzy and Sophia for their junior and senior year. And um, they're definitely just going to grow the girls' team, hopefully to a point where the team can qualify for state. They're also going to lose um, three-year captain Ruthie Pearson. I know she's done a lot for the program alongside Josie Gillette. And those two have been – they've been captains since they were sophomores. And they got a team that was not, like, up to par, I would say. And now look at what they've done. They have Sophia and Izzy, who have both done amazing. Well, the cross-country team is going to be losing some key athletes. We have to understand that there are a bunch of underclassmen and juniors that are definitely going to keep up the legacy that the older runners have brought to the team. I know for the boys, we have Andrew Thompson, who is a part of Greyhound Time. Shout out. Um, He had an amazing season. It was his first time running with Clayton on the cross-country team. He did really well. So just seeing him and then a bunch of other boys like Shane LeJess, um, I think that the team will rise to the challenge and definitely be able to qualify for state. And then for the girls, of course, just watching Sophia and Izzy. So, now uh, going into boys swimming, uh, this year was definitely a little out of the ordinary for them. Uh, of course, with the coronavirus, everything's going to be out of the ordinary, but they lost uh, Coach Jill Allen because her daughter actually plays field hockey, and she wanted to watch her daughter because it was her senior year, but this year... They did have a few more boys than last year, but it still wasn't the best. But Peter Beardsley did perform really well. He was leading the team this year. He'll be leading the team next year. They're only losing Pablo Butrago, but it was his first year on the team. So hopefully they can just keep building and building and get to where they were a few years ago with winning conference back-to-back. Yeah, I think that... They struggled tremendously just from losing all of their seniors. Um, Hutton Murdoch and Koji Barrett were both definitely key members of the team. And then also having um, sophomore Graham Zucker decide to not swim definitely stirs up the dynamic and caused them to have a difficult season. But we're excited to see what they can do next year and bring back, like Cece said, the winning mentality so field hockey uh ingrid and i know this sport a little too well uh so field hockey honestly we were not expecting the field hockey team to do as well as they did last year they lost very key seniors uh jelani christmas who played forward kaylee ross who was at center mid and goaltender lee levinson but somehow <laughs> they were they managed to um pull it all together do even better this year, and they also had a new coach. Uh, sadly, Christina DeFelice moved to New York, so uh, Miss Connor, you might remember her from Wydown, uh, stepped into her position. 
Yeah, I think that losing, although there was only three people that we, or that the Philadelphia team did lose, I think that it really stirred up the dynamic of the team, and it really caused the Philadelphia team to come together and adapt and focus on new roles. I know a lot of athletes had to switch around where they had been playing. Yeah, shout out Ingrid for stepping into Kaylee Ross's center mid position. Did a, an amazing job. She was not there for one game. Oh, that was a rough game. <laughs> Um, the girls had a really strong finish. They went 8-3, and three, beating some really strong teams like Ursuline and um, St. Dominic, which was the senior night. Um, the girls went into um, overtime, which then led to shootouts where the star goaltender, Hannah Teagan, saved every single shot. And um, the girls actually ended up winning that game after a close matchup. Yeah, that St. Dominic team was definitely um, very tough, but the team was able to pull it out, which was really good. Uh, the team did go into overtime quite a bit this season. I'm not going to lie to you. There was a big um, overtime matchup against Limburg in the first round of playoffs, and that one was very stressful. Uh, down key players, uh, Katie Murdoch was gone for a horse show, and Ingrid uh, had to quarantine. So it was very tough. The girls were able to pull it out, uh, able to beat Lindbergh with, I think, I think four minutes into overtime. Ella McDonald had a goal, very pretty goal. Advanced to the second round of playoffs um, where they played the reigning state champs MICDS. So honestly, we were not expecting much from that field hockey team to, although it would have been really fun to beat MICDS, we were not expecting much because they were the reigning state champs. So the team lost 7 0. <laughs> but I will say it was the most fun game I've ever played myself. Yeah, I think um, starting. Um, CC and I started coming to this team as freshmen. Um, we were probably ranked last yeah, in their entire, last. our entire bracket. Freshman year, 2017, won four games. No, we won two games. Two games. <laughs> 2018, I think we might have won four. Yeah, we won four games. And then 2019 is where the switch happened for field hockey. They won 11 games. Yeah, shout out Ruby Naden. She came that year up top, at forward, helped Jelani, able to score a lot of goals, very good at capitalizing. Um, that I honestly got to thank yeah. Ruby for giving us those wins. Yeah, shout out Ruby Naden. Um, and then this year, going into the top 16 teams, um, just was a really good and positive thing for the field hockey team. I think that... They were a little bit nervous going into this year, like Cece said, because they did lose a lot of key athletes. But just to get in that sweet 16 is just an awesome feeling and gives a lot of positive energy for years to come. And with that being said, the team is also going to lose a lot of seniors, including Cece and I, Madeline Schroeder, Danica Lee, and Emma Rhyme. Uh, yeah, next year will definitely be tough without um, some of the seniors, but I still think the team can pull it together. 
we're definitely going to have Willa Melander, Abby Sucker, and Katie Murdoch leading that team, all three uh, in the defensive position. So they're going to have a very defensive uh, mindset next year. But they also will still have their dominant force, Ruby Naden, up top. So that'll be that. That'll definitely be fun to watch Ruby up there. And they will have goalie Hannah Teigen. Shout out Hannah! Hannah really stepped up this year. The team going into the season, we had no idea who was going to be goalie. Hannah Teigen, sophomore, came from Chicago. This this is her first year at Clayton. She. She's, she had played soccer before, so she was like, all right, I'll just try goalie. Pretty pretty amazing, which, yeah, she did really well. So volleyball. Last year, volleyball performed pretty well. They got second at districts, which was their first time advancing in districts, actually, f- in a long time. So the team definitely did have to adapt by losing Rachel Markinson, Izzy Brown, and Lexi Smith-Gomes. But they definitely rose to the occasion and worked really hard by bringing up underclassmen to varsity and switching around the roles because Lexi Smith-Gomes was the libero, so they had to replace that role with another athlete on the team, which definitely stirred up the dynamic. But the girls definitely adapted and had a great season. Um, Something that changed from last year to this year, along with losing key players, was how the game was played. Um, They now play five sets instead of three, which causes them to have longer matches. And I think that that change really helped the team come together because they had to work harder for longer periods of time. Yeah, definitely. And Angela Chow did an amazing job uh, stepping into Lexi's position as libero. Uh, help, she helped lead them to a record of 8-3, and three, which is very good. Uh, they beat Burroughs in three sets, which is amazing. That means they won the first three and the game ended. And then they beat Ledoux in four sets, which was huge for them. Gave them a lot of momentum for the rest of the season. Ledoux, they hadn't beat... They hadn't beat Ledoux in a long time, and especially since it was in four sets and not five, it showed that the Clayton girls were really turning it around this year. But they sadly did lose to Incarnate Word in the first round of districts, ending their season a little early. But they did get moved up to a harder district this year, so as much as we were expecting them to do very well, we also knew that it was going to be a lot harder this year. Yeah, and I think that although their season did end early, losing the first round of districts, they had some amazing wins that really are going to propel them in the next few years. Yeah, and next year it will be a little hard without key players like Sophia Boyd, Grace Homan, Annie Chow, and Angela Chow, but definitely looking for big things from Sarah Taylor and Sophie Serenko. Sarah Taylor was actually a junior captain this year, and Sophie Serenko has been leading the team with her. They were both on varsity as freshmen, so next year will be fun to watch their senior year and see how they have advanced as players. All right, going into football, this year was definitely um, just a challenging year for football. They had to start their season relatively late because of COVID, and they did lose three key players, Ty Suker, Ahmad Weston, and Jalen Williams. 
Um, I think that they had a difficult season last year, and then also losing these three key players was just a difficult thing for them to deal with, but they definitely came together as a team and worked hard, and they actually ended up winning their first game of their season, which was also senior night when they beat Afton. Um, That was a really important game because we had a game-winning field goal with just about a second left by junior Campbell Brinkman. Yes, very clutch by Campbell Brinkman. Amazing field goal. It was his first year on the team as a junior. So next year it will be even more interesting to watch him. Um, Sadly, their season ended with a loss to Union. I think it was their uh, fourth game of the season. So just because of coronavirus, it was a short season, but a fun season with that big win against Afton. Next year, it's going to be a little different without uh, Ozzy Kyle and Terrence Smith. Those are two guys who have been leading the team the past few years. But Frank Wilson's going to be fun to watch next year. He's going to be a senior. He was captain his sophomore year, which is actually pretty insane. But he's very good, very fun to watch. Definitely keep your eyes focused on him. All right, moving into girls' golf. Golf here is a pretty small sport with just about 10 girls, but they definitely came together and um, started working really hard. The two leaders of the t- this team were Sophie Thompson and Reagan Wade. Um, they had two state athletes, which is just amazing because the team hasn't taken athletes to state in a few years. So those were junior Natalie Noonan and senior Sophie Thompson. Just that satisfaction of sending athletes to state was really awesome and definitely is going to just cause the team to work even harder next year. Next year, we expect to see leaders Natalie Natalie Noonan and Kathleen Coe. I think that the two of them are definitely going to work together to encourage their teammates. And I know that Natalie Noonan has a younger sister, so just to see how that how they can work together and hopefully send even more athletes to state next year. Yeah, definitely. And um, let's go to tennis. Uh, tennis, they lost Sarah Semler, very key player. Um, but we didn't really know what to expect from them going into the season. Last year they did have a pretty good season, but we still didn't know. Um, they definitely had a good uh, postseason run, got second at districts, which was pretty amazing. Um, next year it's going to be a little rough. They're losing a lot of seniors. I think it's uh, nine of them. Uh, definitely going to be rough without Sarah Centeno, Anna Walsh, Bell Gage, Madeline Blatt, Olivia Sarah Redslaff. They bring a lot of energy to the team and a lot of fun to the team. I know tennis is a very goofy team. They love to have fun. But it will still be fun to watch next year. Yeah, and I think that although they are losing a lot of seniors, their JV team is pretty huge. So I think we should definitely expect to see a lot of underclassmen coming up to that varsity level next year, definitely being led by juniors Sophia Martin, Emmy Sanquist, and Maddie Brown. Yeah, and what was so interesting about the tennis team this year is so the tennis team has like a rankings of who's like in the top 12, I think it is. 
and the two that were actually towards the top were two freshmen one of them Anya Singh and the other one Simone Saw so it's definitely going to be very interesting to watch they both have three years left on the team and they're pretty dominant forces on the team so the team should be in good hands with those two Okay, so now going into boys' soccer, very dominant this season. They uh, picked it up in the second half of the season, actually. Going into the um, season, we were a little nervous because they had lost some pretty key players, and um, it did make a difference in the first half of the season, but they were able to pick it up in the second half of the season. Yeah, starting with an entire new coaching staff, definitely cause the players and fans just to worry a little bit about how they're going to react to that huge change. But like Cece said, they were definitely able to adapt and definitely got to become an extremely strong team by the second half of the season. They did lose some key players like Cece was talking about. We lost Dylan Flynn, Andrew Matheny, Adam Schmidt, who was supposed to be the starting goalie, and Clark Boger. Yeah, so that's got to be pretty stressful um, going into the season, actually, as a member of the team because you just came off of Andrew Matheny, who committed to Puget Sound, and then you were expecting Adam Schmidt to step in as goalie, but you find out Adam's moving. So definitely very stressful, like definitely a very stressful situation. But Stuart Whitmer was able to step in. He handled it very nicely. At the beginning of the season, they had Ruben Dirksen in, actually. But then towards the second half, they put Stuart in. Stuart had some big clutch saves, especially in the um, Ladue Districts game. Stuart really saved them. Uh, Ladue had a PK, and... Stewart had a really nice save. Like Ingrid said, it was a brand new coaching staff. Definitely a hard adjustment at the beginning of the season, but they were able to work into it smoothly uh, going into the second half of the season. I know the boys were a little frustrated at the beginning with a different formation that took some getting used to, but they were able to get used to it and they handled it pretty well. So two key players that the Hounds had were Ben Brewer and Zach Stapleton. The two seniors really stepped up this year and worked extremely hard, both of them scoring a bunch of goals. Um, They really worked the hardest in districts. They beat Parkway West 3-1. We had two goals from Zach and one goal from senior Alex Kramer. And then perhaps the biggest game of the season was the district finals when the Hounds beat Ledoux um, 1-0 with a score by Zach. And it was the first district's win since 2010. And I know that game has been a reoccurring game that happens each year. District, they're always like 1-0, 2-0, really close games. So... It was definitely exciting to see the boys come out on top with the 1-0 win. Yeah, and definitely a little nerve-wracking going into uh, the Ledoux game because Ledoux had beat Clayton earlier this earlier in the season by 2-0. So very stressful and actually pretty afraid that Clayton wouldn't win. But 
thankful for Zach Sableton, Stuart Whitmore. As I mentioned earlier, Stuart had an amazing save. Um, Zach had a very pretty goal. And that just propelled them, gave them so much momentum for their sectionals game against Webster. And in the game, they were losing 1-0 going into the second half. Second half, they really turned it on. They uh, got two goal, two goals by Zach Stapleton and one by Ben Brewer. Ben had a diving header, very pretty goal. I have to say that might have been one of the best goals of the season, just because of how pretty it was. And I honestly wasn't expecting it to go in, but when it hit the back of the net, I was very happy. Yeah, and that was just a big win to get past districts beating Ladue and then past sectionals beating Webster. But unfortunately, the Hounds did end their season last night um, with a loss to Notre Dame in Cape Girardeau. Looking at next year, the Hounds are going to definitely have to adapt by losing many key starters such as Zach Stapleton, Ben Brewer, Ned Thompson, Alex Kramer, Zan Wellman, Freddie Towsing, and Sam Norton. Yeah, but definitely still going to be a pretty strong team next year. Nolan Waits will be leading the team along with uh, Stuart Whitmer. And what's so special about this team was I feel like it was very y- a very young team, but also an old team with a lot of seniors. But they also had a lot of underclassmen. Max Vong, Beckham Model, and Charlie Huddy, definitely players to watch next season. They, but Beckham and Max are both uh, freshmen, and Charlie's a sophomore. So big things from them. Max is definitely a key player to watch. He started every game, and he would take the free kicks, which is not something you'd expect from a freshman, but he did a really good job stepping up into that position. Yeah, the Hounds are definitely going to continue excelling and just coming off all these wins, these big wins, of course, Ledoux and Webster this year, um, I think it's just going to propel them into the coming years. And that concludes our fall sports wrap-up. So now we're going to transition into the awards that we'll be giving this year. Yes, the awards are going to be a lot of fun. So starting off with female athlete of fall 2020, I think we got to give it to Hannah Teagan. She is a sophomore that just recently came to Clayton this year, moved from Chicago. She's a star soccer player, but this year decided to try out field hockey. Um, I think that she kind of struggled as a field player and wanted to definitely excel, so she tried goalie um, probably just a few practices in and started to excel in it and became one of the best goalies the Clayton Field Hockey Program has seen. And we're definitely excited to see how she grows. She's only a sophomore and has two more years. So female athlete of fall 2020 is Hannah Teagan. Yeah, and she definitely helped lead the team to an 8-3 and three record, which is pretty amazing as a sophomore and as somebody who has never played the sport before. So... For the male athlete uh, of the fall season, I think this one's pretty obvious. Big goal scorer for the soccer team helped propel the soccer team to a lot of wins late into the season. It's Zach Stapleton. Zach was able to get a hat trick when they played Parkway West their first time. 
when they played Parker West the second time, he was able to get two goals. He was able to get the goal in the Ledoux game, and he was able to get two in the Webster game. So definitely a very good season from Zach Stapleton. I think he had a total of 12 goals this entire season, which was very good. All right, following in the steps of male athlete, we have the best boys team of 2020 fall, which has to go to soccer. Um, The team had to adapt to many things, like we talked about earlier, losing key players and getting a whole new coaching staff. But they definitely came together, had that big districts win against Ledoux, so that goes to the boys' soccer team. Yeah, and they, like, as we mentioned earlier, they did not have the best start to the season, but they really did pick it up towards the end of the season, got a very far run into the state tournament, which was something we hadn't seen in a long time from the boys' soccer team. So it was very fun to watch them do their magic. So, going to the best girls team of the 2020 fall season, uh, that's going to be the volleyball team. As we mentioned, the volleyball team had an 8-3 and three record. They also had very big wins against uh, MICES, Burroughs, Ledoux. As we said earlier, it was their first time beating Ledoux in a long time. So, definitely a very good season from them. All right, new award this year is Best Fan Teacher Edition, and this goes to Senora Ferris. Um, she definitely is one of the most supportive teachers, along with Mr. Hildebrand, of course, that works and helps us with Greyhound time. She's always giving positive energy on the Instagram, and she is just super positive, and that's why she gets Best Fan Teacher of the Year. And yes, and going to the best fan student of the fall season, that has to be junior Lauren Hill. Shout out, Lauren. Um, I went to a lot of the boys' soccer games, and for every single game I went to, Lauren Hill was there cheering on the team. She was always very focused on the game and definitely wanted the boys' team to win. Um, I know she was actually considering uh, driving down to Cape Girardeau by herself, just because she is so invested in Clayton sports. So moving on, we have the Greyhound Award, which is a person who just shows leader, constant leadership, consistent effort, and works extremely hard. And that definitely has to go to Melon Patel. He's worked extremely hard for four years on the cross country and the track and field team. He's a super positive person. He keeps everybody working hard, running every single day. And yeah, he's really helped the cross country team do so well in his years that he's been here. So that goes to Mellon. Yeah, and he was able to pull out the dub in the Clayton Invitational, which is very fun to watch. Um, Going into the Clutch Award, I think you guys know who this is gonna be. Uh, Stuart Whitmer. Stuart was very clutch this season. As we mentioned earlier, that big Ledoux Districts win Ledoux had a PK. Stewart stepped in, saved it. He told the Ledoux player, he goes, go to my left, go to my left. That's my strong side. What do you know? The Ledoux player goes to Stewart's left. Stewart saves the ball. And I know that happened earlier in the season also. So Stewart really helped the boys' team get many wins. 
Um, moving on to the hardest working male. This person worked extremely hard throughout the whole entire season, um, training on and off the field, bringing a lot of positivity and causing their team to just excel tremendously this year. So that goes to Ben Brewer. I don't think many people know this, but uh, Ben actually had a neck injury in the beginning of the season. And when he was coming off of it, he was out of shape. So he would wake up at 5 in the morning every morning and go bike laps around Forest Park to get back in shape, which is not something you would expect from a high school athlete, but definitely very hard worker. Going into the hardest working female, this person was able to get many wins in her sport, which is definitely very hard. And she got a few sub 25 Ks, which is ridiculously insane. Sophia Pellegrin, sophomore, we were actually not expecting like such a good run for her, but very good season from her. Yeah, definitely placing so well at state just caused her to earn this award. So that concludes our fall sports episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, don't forget to hit us up on Instagram at Greyhound Time. And don't forget to subscribe to the athletics YouTube at CHS Greyhounds. And make sure to tune in for next week's episode brought to you by Adam and Sam. Yeah, go hounds. You got my heart, got my mind.